0: Welcome to Run, Build, Grow, the podcast that laces up its running shoes and dives deep into the heart of the communal spirit of running. I'm your host, Andrew Ware, and I'm thrilled to take you on this exhilarating journey where we explore stories that go beyond the pavement. I'd like to start out by sharing just a few ways that you can support this podcast and myself in this journey. I'd like to invite you to support by following or subscribing to the podcast on your favorite podcast listening app, or you can always find it online at communityrunpod.com. While you're online or on your favorite podcasting app, make sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to rate and review the podcast to help others notice how much you enjoy it. And if you leave a review, I will read your review in the next podcast. I invite you to please share the podcast with your running community as we try to grow on the run and beyond. And I'd also invite you to support me over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Rev. Help to support the Run and Rev Run Club with a monthly donation of any amount being so greatly appreciated. If you become a Patreon over there, I will give you a shout out in each episode. Today's guest is Megan Shoals. She is a runner up on the peninsula here in the Hampton Roads area. And it was so awesome having Megan in here. Uh, she just came off of racing at the USATF Cross Country Championships in Richmond, Virginia, which we talk a little bit about here today um, and did just an awesome job in that race, coming home in the Masters race um, and doing amazingly, especially helping to lead her colon- the Colonial Roadrunners, the- one of the clubs that she's a part of, uh, just to an awesome time at that race and really representing the local area so well for a national cross-country uh, championship event. And so uh, I have her come in, talk about her roots in cross-country, talk about her roots, uh, running in community, what it has done for her, just all the places that she lived, how she's been able to find this community. Uh, so this is such a great conversation. So let's jump right in. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, had some technical difficulties, so we're going to try this again. But uh, we are joined today by Megan Scholz. Uh We have uh, been uh, doing this run stuff for a while now. We've known each other digitally for a while uh, and have been doing stuff together, both in Richmond and in Hampton Road. So I'm so excited to have her on. Uh, Megan, welcome in. How are you doing today?
1: Doing great. How about
0: you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, so I love to start out, uh, love to start here on the podcast by finding a little bit more about your running community. And so uh, what is your running community and, and why is your running community the best?
1: <laughs> uh, my running community um, is primarily the uh, groups that are on the peninsula around here. So um, I do a lot with Colonial Roadrunners and the Peninsula Track Club. Um, I've lived in different places in Virginia over the years, so I've been part of running groups up in, uh, Northern Virginia and Richmond also, um, but I just love the group on the peninsula. Everybody is so inclusive and very supportive of each other.
0: And so the peninsula up, uh, here in Virginia, that's, that's mostly the peninsula track club, colonial road Runners. Um, I know you've also done a lot with point two in the past, which is a, a running store that's primarily located, Uh, up on the peninsula here in Virginia Uh, and so you've really surrounded yourself in community so what had where did this sort of love and interaction between community and running start let's explore your running journey a little bit as your running journey began and the role that community kind of played in it from that sort of beginning time
1: um, so my first experience with running uh, was the summer before ninth grade. That's when um, we kind of started training for uh, cross country for high school. Um, and what they did in Newport News was they would bring all the kids who are interested over to Newport News Park and we would all train together during the summer. So that was a really um, great way to start things out. Um, I got to meet everybody on that was going to be on my team, plus all the people that I'd be competing with at the other schools Um, So it was just a really great opportunity to meet everyone.
0: And so your introduction to running comes in the midst of community uh, and comes in the midst of not just this like pre high school cross country run together, but also then kind of in a cross country setting. And so what was it like? Uh, You know, a lot of us runners were used to running being an individual sport. We run against the clock. We run against those who are around us and we're competing for these victories. But cross country is kind of like a different breed of running. It, it's, it's not necessarily like the typical track meets or even just like road racing that we often get. Uh, what was so enticing about cross country as a sport that kind of not only fostered this, this love for running, but it fostered this love of running, running with other people around you?
1: Right. Um, that I felt like it was such a good introduction to running in general, just to start out with this team approach. Um, so I didn't feel like I was being so singled out, um, when you're at track meets, I mean, it's all about you and you beating the clock and you beating your, your, um, opponents, but for cross country, it's such a team effort. Um, so we would all train together. Uh, we did a lot of runs where, um, I'm not sure what the name of it is, but um, you'd have like the back runner would run up to the front and Mm you kind of keep moving back. And we did that workout a lot. Um, So that way we were all working together and keeping up with each other.
0: And so how did that often how did that play out in in meet? You know, you have a so I remember being on my high school cross country team, our guys team. We had about 15 or so, I want to say um obviously in high school cross country it's your top seven oftentimes your top five that score I was the quintessential number seven runner I got the final (laughs) points for my team that we needed to make any sort of difference whatsoever um but but what is that like in a meet because you're not just balancing I, I remember when I was doing cross country I'm like all right I need to get my best time possible but I often wasn't thinking about like I need to get my, I was thinking I need to get my best time possible, not for me, oftentimes. I mean, I love to PR, but it was often, yeah. So what's that like for you, like, in a meet? Like, how are you guys training for that aspect of everything?
1: Um, We're just, we were always working together. Um, We trained together and practiced together and just always pushing each other and trying to help each other work on our weaknesses and just improve together so that we could be a really unified group. Um, and a lot of times I felt like our top runners, we were crossing the finish line right around the same time. We didn't mm-hmm. have like a huge variation there. We had a very solid team that we would cross pretty much all within seconds of each other.
0: And so this kind of leads into, you know, running through high school, being a part of this, this just wholly integral team um of of ladies and you know I, I don't know about your high school but in our high school we all kind of ran together guys girls um so you graduate high school and and what does your running journey look like from there
1: Um, When I went to college, I I didn't run at William & Mary. They have such an impressive uh, running squad, especially their distance team. Uh, So I I didn't feel like I was going to be at their level. So um, I was just running for fun during college. But one thing that um, one of my friends and I had noticed was uh, they did a lot of like club sports at William & Mary Mm -hmm. and they did not have a club team for running. So she and I did work together and we founded that while we were there um, and we ended up with a pretty decent following. Um, we did a lot of trail runs out around like Lake Matoka area of Williamsburg, mm-hmm. so it was it was interesting and um, just to get people out there and running for fun um, versus like the team. The actual team would have been so 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 competitive.
0: Yeah, and then. Once you graduate college, you kind of then go out into the world. And I think many listeners, especially adult listeners, can empathize that there is no harder time to make friends in your life than when you are an adult. Um, So you talked earlier, you know, you've lived in Northern Virginia, you've lived in the Richmond area, you've lived on the peninsula in Hampton Roads. So what was your process for finding community? Because it, it seems like your love of running was established in community. You love doing right. it. You know, you love doing it that summer before cross country with all those, with all those other kids who love being true. a part of cross country run club. How did you find run community as an adult?
1: Oh my gosh. That's like, the <laughs> every time I moved was like, I've got to find my running group
0: now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I did the same thing. That's the,
1: literally the first thing that I would do um so i mean just uh, up in northern virginia it was like just a google search i didn't know anyone up there and i ended up uh finding this group called the lake ridge runners um and they were pretty small but it was a fantastic group and um some very decent hills up in northern virginia so i remember us doing a whole lot of very intense hill work (laughs) (laughs) yeah they were a great group and then um in Richmond, there's so many great groups all through that area. Um, I did some running with uh, the Ridgefield group, um, mm-hmm. kind of in like the Henrico area. That was kind of my group, um, but I didn't actually meet most of them until like right before the pandemic happened. So it, <laughs> I had lived in Richmond for a really long time, but I hadn't really been able to get out in the community a whole lot. Um, I was usually at home with my kids. Um, so I did most of my running on the treadmill. I didn't really know a ton of people there. And I had started getting out and meeting people and then uh COVID happened. So it was like, mm. oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah, about COVID. <laughs> well, and then and then like right after COVID is when after during ish is when you move to the peninsula. And right. so then, you know, you moved to the peninsula. Now, obviously for you, that was kind of, you know, moving kind of back home. home-ish. <laughs>
1: right. um,
0: so you kind of knew a little bit more. But what was it like then during the, during, you know, this global pandemic? You know, I moved in 2020, um, you know, when I grew up, I grew up in Virginia Beach. So like, you know, you and I were talking about it before we started recording, but you know, over, a, over a bridge and through a tunnel to get there, that's, 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 that's a lot of work to do. Um, it <laughs> so what was it like? What was it like coming back home to a place that had you know, probably changed from when you were here and now sort of reestablishing yourself in this running community?
1: It's funny because it really hasn't changed very much from when I was here in high school doing it. And to now it's, it's a lot of the same people. And <laughs> the group, really, the dynamic hasn't changed all that much. It's always been very inclusive and very supportive um, area down here. Um, But I just, I have always felt more at home in this area and I've always done the races down here. Even when I lived up in Northern Virginia or Richmond, I would still come down here to do the races a lot of the times. Um, so it didn't, it wasn't like a huge transition to me. I've been hoping to move down here for a while. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of the pandemic happening that allowed it to happen because everything went virtual. So my work was virtual. The kids were out of school, like everything just kind of came together. And I was like, this is my shot. I've got to (laughs) go.
0: Yeah. And, and it leads to, to so many of these, you know, wonderful, awesome things that kind of have blossomed. You know, you talk about the the peninsula track colonial roadrunners community you know not really not really evolving but I I mean I think even in the last you know two or three years that I've lived down here I've seen a lot of stuff develop in that Mm -hmm. area running wise to be able to begin to see you know one of the things that I saw about the peninsula when I was growing up was was it was a very tight-knit community but it's just like you're saying it's like everything that happens on the peninsula stays on the peninsula um, right. <laughs> but now it's almost but now it's almost like, you know, the peninsula is starting to expand outwards and we're starting to see, you know, a lot of this a lot right. of this growth happen and this intermingling between, you know, what Tidewater Striders. Peninsula track the
1: years, yeah, it does seem like um, we're starting to get a little more interaction with the Tidewater Striders on um, um, the south side. And then your group starting up has been great. Um, I don't think there was a whole lot of activity coming from your side of the water um, necessarily. So it's great that there are so many people out there who already were running that now have a group to be part of. And yeah, we've, we we like to see these other groups come out to the peninsula. I mean, the competition, it just makes everybody better. So we always encourage you all, please come, please come across the water. We'll come across the water occasionally too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like, I'll go to the ocean front like once every so often, but don't make me do it all the time. Um, I will, y'all will cross. Y'all, yeah. I would recommend the James River bridge over monitor Merrimack, but you know, and so, but, and so you see this sort of community blossoming over on the peninsula and you see what it was when you were in high school and you come back and it's, and it, it, not it, it doesn't necessarily look the same, but it's 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 continuing to grow, continuing to blossom, continuing to flourish. And so what has that meant for you to see this idea of community kind of drive this whole area because like that whole peninsula is is being driven by these two run clubs um I mean I mean there's a lot of stuff that's happening right these run clubs kind of give birth to a lot of these different iterations and groups and everything, but to see these two run clubs kind of be the driving force. What has that meant for you as a part of this journey? I just think it's
1: so impressive. And it's um, for colonial road runners, it's Rick Platt is like the heart and soul of that group. Yeah. And, and for Peninsula track club, they have so <laughs> many super impressive runners who've been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years. They're, they're some of the same people that I remember from 20 years ago. They're still here doing it. Um, they're just such great motivation because it's like, that's, that's what I want to be doing 20 years from now. I want to be like them, you know? Um, so I really think a lot of it is coming from them just being, um, so strong in the community and, um, always encouraging and trying to grow the sport.
0: And, and growing the sport to a point where, uh, you know, something really cool that I had followed earlier Oh, gosh. So that I followed last year in 2023 in January was this USATF cross country championships, which are going to happen again here here shortly. Um, And, you know, one of the things that was so great about that was seeing the representation of colonial roadrunners and and not just seeing the representation, but seeing it crush it. And so, I (laughs) I mean, I mean. it kind of brings back full circle, this, this cross country mentality that got you started. Um, yep. cause yep, so I'm pretty so signed
1: up for that one. That's coming up next month and looking forward to that. I prefer cross country and trail races over road running anyways. So this is yeah. totally my wheelhouse. I can't wait for it. Um, but last year was just such a really cool experience and it's great that they're doing it locally up in Richmond. I mean, like that, how, how impressive is that? And they're doing it two years in a row in the same spot, um, but yeah, we were so proud of our team last year. I mean, got Adam Otstad out there, like just absolutely killing yeah. it. <laughs> you know, and he's going to go out there and do it again in 2024. So we can't wait to see that.
0: Maybe he can beat Ben Bruce this time.
1: <laughs> I think he's going
0: to take the title. So. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to send him a message and get him on right after he takes that title.
1: Yes so proud of, of these athletes. It's amazing to be able to do these small local races. And then you do something like the USATF and you realize like, these people are, <laughs> these are national, <laughs> you know, and we just know them casually in the community and they're just incredible people.
0: Well, and my entry to that race was, um, was through my coach Ryan Carroll who ran, um, and he didn't do as well as Adam, but I mean, he still did all American at USATF. Oh, yeah. Um, and and i saw them wear the colonial roadrunner singlet and and then it's just like i'm watching the i'm watching the masters women's masters 6k the men masters 8k yep. i'm watching the i'm watching the open 8 the open 10 for the women and men and and i just keep on seeing it's incredible these <laughs> colonial roadrunners like you just they're running what was it like a it was like a 2k loop or something like that and like every time yeah. they come around you just see these orange singlets And I'm like thinking and I'm thinking to myself and then I'm seeing all of my friends in the running community posting pictures of running all of these races. And then I see that the trophy. I mean,
1: so you're saying you want to join the teams? I would.
0: I would love to join the team. No. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Oh, man. it's, It's there. It's it's there again. I got that USATF email and I'm like, I was so. See, my problem is. I, I need to. I need to wait until I'm in the masters division, and I and <laughs> the men's open race is a 10k. I could very easily do a 10k, but but that's kind of daunting to think I have to compete against like that's the me, best yeah. of the best. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I'm in the masters division, and I'm <laughs> yes. yeah. And I want
0: to say I want to say you were you were in the top 25 last year. If I if I'm not mistaken, I mean you placed really well. Uh, and so, you know, but even more so seeing the success of, you know, running in Hampton Roads, running in Williamsburg, Colonial Runners. I guess that's more the, the Williamsburg colonial area up there. But, you know, seeing that, what do you think that that sort of community mentality that went in and rocked the USATF, you know, not just the I, local yeah. championships... Like what has that done for your sense for, for your all sense of community up there on the peninsula?
1: I hope it's just encouraging more people to come out. Like we're out here doing great things and you can come and do it too. (laughs) We're, we're always welcome to new people coming to join.
0: And I was going to say, it's not just the people who are sitting there like Adam, you know, getting second overall (laughs) um, or Megan being in the top 25. But I mean, it's, You know, how how are you guys also encouraging maybe, you know, what what Kira D'Amato would call the hobby jogger Um, (laughs) or how are like what's that like for you to encourage those folks who are coming out and and they want to jog, they want to participate or maybe they're walkers. You know, for you, encouraging community alongside of taking part in community, Mm -hmm. how are you encouraging the other folks in the community in that journey as well?
1: Um, I'm just, I'm always invested in what people are training for. I, I love to hear what their goals are and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and then if I know what they're shooting for, then I can be out there cheering for them. I can give them advice if they need it, if I have anything that's useful. Um but I, I just think it's great that so many people are starting to come out. They um, A lot of times they get just an award for even finishing, just crossing the finish line. That can be a great motivator for people. And a lot of these smaller races, they'll give out like the age group awards. So that can be a big driver, too, for some of these people who are like kind of new to it. They they don't know if they quite fit in. Um, this just really opens their eyes that, yeah, you do. I mean, you, you showed up and you came away with the medal.
0: Mm-hmm. And so as you're looking at your goals, what you hope to accomplish both on and off the run, what are you, what are you looking towards?
1: Um, mainly just to be healthy and keep doing this into the future. Um, and I'm so motivated by particularly the people in Peninsula Track Club and Colonial Roadrunners that have been doing this for so, so long. And They're, they're my role models. Um, So just mainly just to stay healthy and keep at this um, in terms of a running goal, I would like to get another BQ at some Mm -hmm. point, but I'm I'm a little ways off from that right now, but there's time we'll get there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and again, the role that, that those around you are helping to be able to push, to draw you forward, to help you achieve those goals. Um, As as you continue to work forward, what's something that, you know, you, you talk about all of these things that you have received from community, right. All the support, all the, all the kudos, all the, you know, encouragement, all that stuff. Uh, What's something that, that you're, that you're offering back. What's something that you seek to sort of give back in that mentality. You talk about, you know, the runners and the joggers and the walkers and those people in the community and helping them along, you know, What's that look like? How's that playing out in your in in that as well
1: Um, I just try to encourage anybody that i that I remotely hear is kind of interested i I just try to encourage them come out, just come to a group run, just do something real casual, really easy. um A lot of the runs that they do around here I mean you can show up and just do a mile or two. You don't have to mm-hmm. commit to doing anything long. um just do what's comfortable for you um Some of the track workouts that I do, I think are really great too. Like, um, we do a track workout on Tuesday mornings, um, at CNU sometimes, and that one, um, it's a 20 minute workout. Um, Mm -hmm. so they, they will give you whatever intervals you're going to be doing. You do it at whatever pace you want to, and you do it for 20 minutes. And I think that's such an important part of the training is that, um, you can do anything for 20 minutes. Like that's not a make or break time frame, you know, even if it's starting to hurt a little bit towards the end, you can look at your watch and say, I've got four minutes left. I can do this, you know? So um, it, that's such a great way to, to help people build up and track work can be really intimidating to a lot of people. But um, when you break it down into intervals like that, I think it really makes it more manageable and people are able to stick with it more.
0: And so it seems like, uh, both from the early parts of your running journey and in and through, uh, there's this matching of your goals and desires, right? You talk about, you know, wanting to BQ again, which means you've already BQ'd, which is amazing in and of itself. But then you also talk about this desire to see others meet their goals as well. Um, And so, and so not to, not to compare them, right? Because, um, I think that, you know, when asked, we might be like, well, well, I I, I really care about my goals. Um, but but when you think about like watching other folks do those things, too, like what mm-hmm. sorts of emotions, uh, what, what sort of emotions come to mind when you think about, you know, watching someone? Maybe, you know, that you, you see them from the moment they join the club for the first time or they join the group for the first time um, and then you know, maybe the first time they break like 35 in a 5k um, right. or first time breaking 30. <laughs> what does that feel like for you? I
1: think it's so exciting. And I love watching the progress of um, mm-hmm. some of this newer runners that are out there. Um, I've got one friend in the Newport news area right now. Um, he had gone through like a lot of health struggles, but he picked up running along the way and he's just been working really hard, steadily improving. And like every race that he shows up to now, he's PRing in. And um, he PRed on Saturday. He did um, the race in Williamsburg in the morning and then did the Surf and Santa that night, PRed in both of them.
0: Oh, wow. So yeah.
1: And stuff like that is just so exciting. It's, it's wonderful to see all the hard work pay off. And um, it's funny to hear them, the newer runners, um, when they'll they have a goal and they're like kind of like embarrassed to even say it out loud. And then they show up to the race and they just completely <laughs> blow it out of the water. And it's yeah. just amazing.
0: Well, and, and, and to me that often becomes, <clears throat> excuse me, a driving factor, even behind like my joy. Like I see other people doing what they're doing and, and it's always a funny thing because they're like, Oh, Andrew, like, you're already, you know, fast, you've already, you know, done X, Y, Z. and. I'm just like but but look at what you've done. Like look at where you've come mm-hmm. from or or look at what you've accomplished. Like to me it, it my my achievements it's like all right cool. Like I've done this. And a lot of my achievements I say are very inward. Like I'm doing them for myself. I because like you said like I want to be healthy. Um you know, I would love to have a cycle where I don't have an injury. It'd be great. It'd be amazing. Um when, when anybody figures it out, if they could write a book for me, I would love it. Um, but, you know, even when I get injured and, you know, going to run club, but just still seeing folks like doing these amazing mm-hmm. things and seeing people get excited, uh, you know, it, sometimes it might be hard to get excited when you're in the midst of like all these things. But then you see your friends and they're like dropping minutes off of their PR yeah. or they're running it, their first marathon.
1: Right. And their progress and all of their success, it motivates me to get out there and work harder, too. So, I mean, it's all reciprocal. So it's, yeah. it's great to all work together that way.
0: Well, and especially when you've been running as long as you and I have, you know, since high school um, and, and we have to start doing like age graded PRs. <laughs>
1: Right. Just, to, <laughs> Just and it's up. like
0: <laughs> we have to start setting stipulations on like, all right, this is my fastest five K since I've turned <laughs> <laughs> like, thirty seven. <laughs> um. But and and I mean, even keeping us level headed of like things that we can achieve that you know mm-hmm. maybe a, it might be something to say like, okay, those PRs from from high school. It's like, all right, cool. I'm not touching them again. Um. <laughs> But does it cause, maybe maybe it causes you to reevaluate maybe where that joy is coming from.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I try to keep moving forward and I love to hear other people's goals. It gives me ideas of what I want to try to do too. So I think we're all helping each other.
0: And it's that way that building community around running helps to kind of propel the community forward. You know, we've right. talked about it um uh you know so friends listeners i'm recording all of these episodes in december they're coming out in january but you know in a few of these ep- in a few of these episodes it's it's been an opportunity to see that it's not only you know what we do on the run but it's what happens in the community around us whether we're serving as like a nonprofit and doing like a bunch of community service or whether we're just giving back within the running community that we're a part of. And so it's always interesting to kind of hear and see those stories of what's happening and 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 how we're motivating one another, not just to be good runners, but to be good human beings in general. And And so what's that been like? You know, have you kind of passed that running along to your kids? Have you passed that running community along to like your family oh, yeah. around you? What's yes. that? What's that look like? Because I, 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 need, I need, I need some information. Because I'm having trouble getting my kids involved. No, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my oldest, he is just super, super high energy. So I knew from a young age, it was like, we got to get you into running. Like this, mm-hmm. this is going to be the right outlet for you. Yeah. Um, he totally loves it. And he's uh, kind of bummed right now because at his middle school, they don't allow them to start until eighth grade. So he's yeah. been just like fighting his time and there's like nothing <laughs> for him to do right now, but he absolutely is, loves it. And is excited for eighth grade to come around um, his teachers, he has a couple teachers at his school that are part of the running community and so he loves to go to group runs and see his teachers there and then get to like race against them. <laughs> he has a good time with that. And then my youngest uh, totally not into running at all. Thanks like, <laughs> just are a bunch of weirdos like I don't know why you guys are excited about this. It's terrible. <laughs> so I, I threw it on on both ends there. <laughs>
0: And so not only, you know, building the community around you, but definitely even within your own house and whether Mm -hmm. it's encouraging, you know, your oldest to run or encouraging your youngest and whatever he wants to do to be a part, you know, I think that, that really becomes such a solid feature of, of what community can do. Um, So as we wrap up here, I've got some end of podcast questions that I like to that I'm, that I'm asking folks. So what is your favorite distance to race?
1: Oh, lord! <laughs> I race everything from like I'll do like a one mile track event to a fifty miler. So,
0: <laughs> but what's like what's like your favorite? What's the one like you see it and you're like, I love that race.
1: Right now, it's probably five k. Um okay like 50 K's a lot to <laughs> like opposite end of the spectrum. I don't like the middle distances. I don't like <laughs> marathons. I don't like 10 milers. I'm not into this.
0: <laughs> oh. All right. What is, what is your favorite race? So like, what's the favorite race that you have ever run? Nolan for sure.
1: Nolan, Nolan 50 K. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, for listeners, Nolan trail is a trail in, in Newport news. It is, uh, hilly it is, um, a five mile loop. Um, it is frightening when it rains, it gets really muddy. Um, but it is also oh, one of the best nice trails. Run, <laughs> it is also one of the best trails in the Hampton Roads area.
1: <laughs> it is. And usually it doesn't get as bad of like bugs and stuff like that in the summer. Yeah. So it, it's just a really nice place to run. And it's just beautiful out there. And like, you just have an excuse to be out there all day. What's not to like, you know?
0: <laughs> all right. What is your favorite pre-race meal?
1: Uh, grits. Grits.
0: All grits. right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of butter, I'm assuming. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> and then what is, yeah. What is your go-to running shoe? You're just going out for a, for a nice, easy run. What are you putting on your foot feet?
1: Um, for treadmill, I love Brooks, um, outside probably I love my Merrill, Merrill gloves that I Mm -hmm. have. Um, I like really like Thin-soled shoes. Um, I want to feel one with the trail when I'm out there. So that's when I feel my lightest and fastest. I basically just call them my ballet flats. They're so thin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those shoes. There's like nothing to them. I'm pretty sure I would yeah. destroy the bottom I, of my feet with those.
1: I just love them. It, they're interesting because you have to like change the whole way your foot strikes and you have, really have to be careful of roots and rocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you can fly or really fast out there if you get it down, so
0: that's my favorite oh well what an awesome conversation um thank you so much megan for coming on it was great having you
1: thank you thanks for having me have a good day you too
0: (laughs) thanks for joining today and remember make every mile count